morning. morning. Oh, that's a nice Austin, Austin welcome. Let's do it again. Good morning. Whether you are joining us online or here in the sanctuary, welcome to the First Unitarian Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I especially want to welcome you if you are new to the church, and I'm grateful to say I've met a few new folks even though I'm new. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. It is in that tradition that I invite you to greet the holy among us, either in the comments online or simply by turning to those around you here in the sanctuary to greet the holy among us this morning. Please join me in the words for lighting the chalice. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. The call to worship today is entitled, The Courage to Begin Anew by the Reverend Rosemary Bray McNatt, president of Stars King School for the Ministry in Oakland, California. In this moment of worship, we call to mind those times of failure and regret common to all of us. We remember first, in silence, those times when we have failed to do all that we meant to do or through our actions failed to be all we were meant to be. We now recall our moments of integrity, those times we have lived into our deepest values and acted as the human beings we always dreamed of being. We choose at this moment to lay down the burden of our shortcomings and grasp the courage to begin anew. Together, we affirm our capacity for goodness and grace, for freedom and purpose and joy. We are not trapped in our past, but freed by creation to live and grow today. With gratitude, we say, Blessed be and Amen. One of the things that binds us together as a religious community is that we share a common purpose. For First Unitarian Church of Austin, that common purpose is our mission. The mission, as many of you may know, is together we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. While you're off in religious education today, we're going to be talking about centering and grounding. When I say centering, when you think about your breath, what does that mean, centering? Mm, that's a good answer. Mm. Sometimes us adults don't even know what centering is, and that's okay, right? We're going to be talking about how important it is, particularly even as younger folks in the church, when you're feeling all rushed and you need to take a break, right? 
and having a practice, or not even when you're in a bad mood, but you've had a rough day at school, or you're overly excited about everything, and rather than our parents telling us to settle down sometimes, what might it mean if we start to take time and be with ourselves and, re- and relax a little bit? We're going to talk about centering. Who here in their schools has ever done yoga as a part of school? Yeah? So a few of you, right? What happens when you do yoga in school? What do you do? Do you do stretches or do you just lie down and take deep breaths? What do you do? Some people do stretches in their yoga classes. I play, I play at You play at your park? That's a good way to relieve stress too, right? To get rid of some of that energy. So while you're away this morning, we're going to be talking about centering and grounding and how important it is when things are rushing, 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 rushing. This is a time in our service where we center ourselves together. We breathe together. And breathing together, we sense one another's loving presence. Breathing in and breathing out, we follow our breath to a deeper place inside, a place of greater wisdom, that place where a spark of the divine resides within each of us. Breathing together, we enter into a time of sacred silence together. I now invite us, if you will, into a request and a prayer. As these times we are in truly need many positive and affirming thoughts and prayers as we are able to offer. This morning's prayer. Spirit of life, holy one, universe, God. My request, as we all know, we are gathered on the sacred lands of the Tankawa and other indigenous communities that have lived here long, long ago, and some are still with us now. Amen? We pray that we all continue to do, um, what all we continue to do will honor their lives and legacies as we journey here today and throughout our lives. It is also my sacred task to invite our individual and collective ancestors to be present with us now and throughout our lives as we face all of the complexities and beauty that make us who we are and who we hope to be. Please take a deep breath as we dream of a world free from gun violence in this country. Amen? Amen. Gun violence that is enduring with no end in sight. Special prayers for the people in Georgia and specifically for Tyree Nichols and family. May we all be better stewards of the environment where climate change continues to be ever more real each day. And we pray for an end of all wars now. 
Let us pause for a moment of silence as we continue to be centered here and now. I invite you now to light a candle if you are so moved. Candles representing sorrow, joy, hope, remembrance, resilience.
The reading today is entitled Responding to Violence in Our World by the Reverend Dr. Hope Johnson of Blessed Memory and excerpted from the Unitarian Universalist Association website on November 13, 2017. We can pause. We can express our gratitude for the positive efforts being made. We can each do something. And we can celebrate the fact that none of us is alone. We're a team. From there, we can work with our congregations by supporting their efforts to balance the disparities that abound. We don't have to do it all, but if we want to be part of the change that we'd like to see, we do have to keep challenging each other, not by being hard on ourselves, but by being real. My name is Reverend Chris Long. My pronouns of choice are he, him, his. I currently serve at the Unitarian Church of Baton Rouge in Louisiana as our Minister of Congregational Life. I am so delighted to be here. I am so delighted to be here in Austin, Texas for the first time in 29 years. The title and theme for today's worship service is Finding Our Center, Building a New Way. When you hear the word or phrase to center or be centered, what comes to mind? If you are one who practices yoga, forest bathing, Buddhism, or any other number of meditations or spiritual practices, or if you engage music, regular exercise, you may be familiar with the concept of being centered. And and if you don't have any practices or regular centering for any number of reasons, too much work, the children are your center, caring for beautiful and aging parents, or if one's body is not able to do any of those forms of centering, You are not alone. Again, what does it mean to find our center to those of us who are not sure what it is? Furthermore, is it the same as being grounded? Equally, if not more important, is what does that have to do with me or you being a Unitarian Universalist members of this congregation or someone seeking community with us, and why now? I find it very important to state that to find center is not a static place, and if one does not know what it is or find it important, this is okay. And I hope that we all could use some support in working working to explore if and why this concept, especially as the days, moments, years of our lives may become ever busy. Can you imagine them being ever busy than we are, even just this little bit post-pandemic? Ever busy, complex lives pulling us away from what it means to be a human being, to be a human being today. In searching for support of the subject on centering and grounding, I found something of the topic by a Dr. Diana Robb, 
R-A-A-B. Dr. Rob is a transpersonal psychologist who has written extensively about the subject of centering and grounding, helping me to frame some of my thinking for today's sermon. From the February 3rd, 2020 online issue of Psychology Today, Dr. Rob wrote, Sometimes the words centering and grounding are used interchangeably. Centering usually refers to our mental and physical state of mind. It is a place we know we have to get back to when we're not feeling like ourselves. When we're not centered, we might feel lost or out of touch with ourselves. When we center ourselves, we bring calm to our emotions. We do so by slowing down our breathing so that we feel more of what is going on around us. Becoming centered is a way to find peace within the chaos that might be surrounding us. It is about being in check with what's going on. Individuals who are centered are typically calm and peaceful. She goes on to write, Grounding is a term used in conjunction with the energy fields around us. Being grounded means that we're content with who we are. We're sure of ourselves and have confidence in the decisions we make. Becoming grounded is about getting rid of excessive energy in the body, allowing clean energy to come through. When we ground ourselves, we are calming or slowing down our emotions and getting more in touch with our internal and external worlds. Grounding energy can be helpful when we feel either unbalanced or nervous. Being grounded also means that we're more mindful and respectful to our environment. End quote. Centering and grounding. Again, in preparation for today's service, I'm humbled to say that I had a few weeks of connecting conversations with Reverends Chris, John Alou, and Aaron. Also, through my chats over dinner with Peter and with the 11 BIPOC members over meals, both at Maru and Pit, no, Pint House, Pint House Pizza. Okay, somebody here knows it. It's okay if you know it. I got to take in each person's passion regarding the health of this church and in its areas of continued hope, challenge, and possibilities that you all are working into in the life of this congregation. Additionally, I took a few minutes to look over this church's history wall in Hassan Hall. I was amazed to learn that some were gathering under the values of Unitarianism starting in Austin as late as, who knows when Unitarianism started in Austin? Somebody said 1957? It's like an auction. Come on, give me something. 1968? Oh, 1868. Somebody read the timeline or was a part of it. 1868, around that time. All right, give it up for whoever that was that guessed it. But it officially became a church win. Y'all got to go look at that wall out there. It's 1954. I was here for one day and I looked at it and found out. 
1954 became the first Unitarian Church of Austin and ultimately adding our other um, twin religion of universalism. Y'all have been around for a long time and doing the sacred, holy work of justice, love, and mercy. Amen? In this continued time of transition as a congregation on many levels, namely how we all continue to navigate life post the hardest parts of the pandemic, having the realities and difficulty of the Reverend, Honorable Reverend Meg Barnhouse deciding to retire in May, this last May, leaving sooner than most would have desired, and to be in the beginning of the process, the holy process of deciding the next chapter in the life of this congregation related to selecting your next senior minister, transitions continue. Again, I say amen. I've heard in my conversations that some feel this church is in a winter of deep transition that is exploring where you have been where you hope to go, your holy spiritual growing edges around the eighth principle. The holy work is before us. Who here is done with the holy work? Yes. And I'm learning joy, justice, and mercy, and a deep dedication to embodying. Can we say embodying? Embodying the eighth principle that work, that spiritual religious work, is the undertaking and mission, vision of this church. Again, as you all know so well, the mission and end statement of this church, each word matters. Together, we nourish souls Not just white souls, not just gay souls, not just trans souls, right? We nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice justice to build the beloved community. Where is this mission right now in this church? With all who are here now in this moment. Who here may feel outside of that mission today? Do we know, will we know when we're embodying the eighth principle? Even or especially with all the changes going on inside and around all of us, the violence in particular in our cities, all of them, how shall we work on finding our center During these ever uncertain times, how can we or might we do the work needed to build a new way, new ways towards more love, more justice, more mercy right here, right now? In the reading Peter shared a few minutes ago, it was excerpted from an article, as Peter noted, from the Unitarian Universalist Association website. Who here knows that website by heart? What is it? UUA.org. Come on. UUA.org. UUA. I'm just wanting to share that with you so you know. And I'm going to go into reviewing this November 13, 2017 excerpt from the article responding to the violence in our world. 
by the Reverend Dr. Hope Johnson, who was a long-time mentor, friend, colleague, ancestor of blessed memory. She crafted those words in a short, sacred article in response to some of the violence in the name of religion that was happening in the world at that time. Is there still violence happening in the world in the name of religion? Religion against trans bodies. We get to decide which books go into a library. Amen? Here in Austin, I know they ain't doing none of that here, are they? Deciding what women do with their bodies, are they? I don't need to get on my box. I highly recommend this article for your ongoing reflection as it potentially or continues to reflect on the possibilities of having this church and other spots be considered sacred centering places for more of you. For there are some who don't feel sacredly centered here. A place of grounding and meeting. As a Unitarian Universalist or those seeking to become a part of this sacred community and living faith tradition, what role, if any, does this congregation play in working towards more justice, equity, mercy, compassion, and love for all? Do we have a role in co-creating the world we seek? If we do or do not have a practice or practices of centering, how might we consider starting them so that we can weather the storms of our lives that will, say that will, that will come? How are we or might we do this even better in this community? As critical and as at once, if you will, how do we explore not only centering that is going on here, but how might we move our center to the center of the margins where most of the um, impact of injustice is happening? Did y'all catch that one? How might we do the work of centering here as we begin as a church to navigate what moving the center and following those most impacted, right, by racial injustice? By how do we move our center at once? That's a holy question I leave for you, that the center is, mar- is centering those marginalized and having us with our power amplify that voice. Amen? I don't have any answers, but how do we do it in accountable, accountable and integrity-filled ways? At the close of the article, the reading shared of Reverend Dr. Hope Johnson, these words, just as yet another heartbreaking, soul-wrenching attack, killing many and wounding more, had happened again in the name of religion. She wrote, And yet... I know how important it is for us to allow our grief-filled hearts to invite faith, hope, and love to seep in, drop by precious drop. Allow our hearts to guide us in coming together once again, as often as we must, to claim that we will not let fear dictate the kind of people we are and will be, in spite of the anger the tears and the fears. Allow us to be the people who know how to respond yes once again by uniting our actions, our hearts, and our minds in love. Allow us to remember as we work with the larger world, with our other congregations and each other, 
that we are a part of a team doing the work that we have each been called to do. I don't know if y'all are with me on that. Did y'all hear me? As we begin to take our leave from this morning's worship service today, may we find this church to be a place of ongoing centering and grounding, especially as we dig into the ever more deeply into the harder spiritual religious questions of our day. May we continue to do this holy work in faith, love, compassion, in our own precious, precious lives. Amen. Ashe, blessed be, shalom, salam, and may it be so. Please join me now in saying the words to extinguish the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Dear friends, although our worship hour has ended, know that you are a light in the world. Bring your hardship and joy to this place. Go out and spread the possibilities of a new way, of a new world, wherever you may go. Until we meet again, blessed be Ashe. Amen. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.